0: Bible reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, You will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it and will send it back shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street tied at a doorway. As they untied it some people standing there asked what are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it He sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David, Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: like first of all to take this opportunity to thank you all for the kindness and love that you've shown to us as a family since the death of our son Stephen on the 23rd of February. It's meant so much to us to know that there's been that love and prayerful support for us which keeps us going in the sadness of parting. Delia and I got off the bus at the hard one day And we were confronted with crash barriers along the road that led up to the station and there was a visible armed police presence and a growing crowd of people and i said to delia must be someone important arriving i wonder who's coming so we went over to the barriers and looked and there was a royal car and a few seconds later the queen and prince philip walked down the steps and got into the car and swept off into the uh, base to have lunch, a private lunch, on the frigate HMS Lancaster. Her arrival hadn't been announced in advance. What was interesting was the reaction of the hordes of people coming off the Gosport ferry. Some people stopped to look and, realising who was there, waved and shouted and cheered as well. Others looked and carried on, wondering what all the fuss was about. Still others, notably the cyclists, got on their bicycles and weeded their way through the crowds, only to be confronted by armed police, and they quickly dismounted. It was a delicious moment. As Jesus rode into Jerusalem that first Palm Sunday, the question was on the minds of many in the city. At that Passover festival, St. Matthew adds to Mark's account that we just heard, these words. The whole city was stirred up asking the question, who is this? It's a question that's asked through the years and it's asked of us today. Who is this person, Jesus Christ? Holy Week is the most important week in the Christian calendar when Mark says that Jesus is the one who came to give his life as a sacrifice, Mary gave his life as a ransom. Compare the story in Mark's gospel, which took a third of the gospel, with that of, say, the biography of John Lennon, and one page is given over to John Lennon's murder. Such was the importance of Jesus' ministry and his final week, that this time was devoted, this amount of writing was devoted to the story of Jesus' death and resurrection. It's an important moment, a pivotal moment in the life of Jesus, a pivotal moment in human history. Jesus and their disciples make their way to Jerusalem from Bethlehem. The time of the Passover, a time of great excitement. The atmosphere was electric. And for over 600 years, the Jewish nation had been experiencing turmoil and occupation by forces who were possessed of unspeakable brutality. And by the time of Jesus, Messianic expectations were high. And Jesus now prepares to do something that he'd not done up until that time, to publicly accept that he was the Messiah, the King of the Jews. God's servant had arrived, the King, the King is amongst them. And so we see in this passage in Mark, the person that the King revealed, and in the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament, where people ask the question, who is he? Who is he? The leader said, who is this man who even forgives sin? is this who even the wind and waves obey him? In Mark 8 Jesus asked his leadership team as he turned the question on them, who do people say that I am? And there were different answers. None of them exposed the controversial truth of who Jesus was. And Jesus pushes the disciples to answer for themselves. He took them out of their comfort zone and made them face the issues with the words, but you, what about you? Who do you say that I am? Would they join the observers who suggest he was merely a great man, a great prophet or a great teacher? But Peter said, you are the Christ. And Luke adds, at this moment, Jesus turned his face or resolutely set out for Jerusalem. In other words, he was on his way to fulfill his mission with all that that would entail. Who do you say that I am? And Jesus asked that question of us today. And the answer we give to that question probably says as much about who we are as it does about our knowledge of who Jesus is. Jesus said of himself, I am the resurrection and I am the life. I am the way. The truth and the life. He is the Lord and King. He's the Master. He's Emmanuel, God with us. We can't ignore the question what an extraordinary person Jesus was. Secondly, we see the King presented. In verses 1 to 3, we know that Jesus had a plan. It wasn't a spur of the moment decision to turn up at Jerusalem. It was planned in advance. And the giving of the password, the Lord needs it, shows us that that uh, was achieved. It was something which his whole life had been building up to, arriving in Jerusalem. The use of the palm branches by the crowd was a symbol of the welcome of Jesus in heaven and on a lot of occasions in the past when leaders had entered the city. The way Jesus presented himself undoubtedly conveys his status, albeit in an unconventional way, but it was in fulfillment of the prophecy of Zechariah. His visit, unlike the queen's visit to Portsmouth, was announced well in advance. Jesus is king. In verse eight of Mark 11, we're told that many people spread their cloaks on the road, which means some in the crowd refused to do so, refused to acknowledge Jesus Christ as King. There were probably three responses. There were certainly those who were enthusiastic, wholehearted in their love for Jesus. Others were indifferent and certainly on the part of the Romans, there was an indifference as we might have expected them to intervene when this interloper rode into the city. Then there's the king's purpose we see in verses 9 to 10. I mentioned earlier that messianic expectations were high. It's rather like a crowd at a concert who have the warm-up acts and then the main event takes place with the star performer. The prophets of the Old Testament were, if you like, the warm-up for Jesus, but now the real event was taking place in their sight. The people hoped desperately for their Messiah, but now the Messiah had come upon them and was amongst them. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Familiar words from Psalm 118 to Jews at the Passover. Save us now, O God, was the cry. And Hosanna is the transliteration of the word which means Save us now, which has morphed into an association with praise in contemporary worship, but was used of Jesus as a cry to break in and save his people. And so there's other references here to the names that Jesus was called. But this annual ritual liturgy of the Passover was becoming fulfilled prophecy. Jesus, the Messiah, was amongst them. All hail, King Jesus. Blessed is the coming of the kingdom of our Father. And Jesus knew the hearts of the people and the wrong understanding of the person and purpose of his kingship that they had. On the first Palm Sunday, they shouted, Hosanna. Yet when Good Friday came, they cried, many of them, crucify him, crucify him because he didn't fit into the mould of their idea of messiahship. Two thousand years later, Jesus knows the hearts of each of us. Who is Jesus for us? The purpose of this king is salvation and he's the saviour, the one who defeated sin, death and Satan. Paul said there's no other name under heaven given among men by which you must be saved. Jesus created controversy then, he still creates controversy today. The world can't fit the gospel of Jesus Christ into its norms of political correctness and, and uninhibited promiscuous behavior. And so Jesus is lampooned in films and in theater because it's okay to make fun of Jesus. But he's still the absolute in a world that believes in plurality. As unpopular as the message is, it's still true. It's still the purpose of the king, and we must never stop proclaiming it. God loved the world so much that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life that the world might be saved through him. Remember, the gospel is God's plan to save us. There are two choices. Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. We either perish or have everlasting life. It's vital to have the right view of Jesus. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced many in Western affluent countries to face the reality of our mortal existence. As we've listened to moving conversations of people who survived the pandemic and a time in hospital, the words fear, terror and dread have been used. Are they- as they've expressed their horror, at the thoughts that they might die. We don't as Christians relish the prospect or, or the process of dying, but we don't take it lightly as Spike Milligan once said, I don't mind dying as long as I'm not there when it happens. The words engraved on the back of his gravestone are this, I told you I was ill Martin Heidegger, the German philosopher of the last century, said this, For authentic living, what is needed is the resolute confrontation of death. We can do that because death has been defeated through Jesus' death and glorious resurrection that we'll be celebrating next weekend, and indeed we do every Sunday, our roads of pain and difficult experiences are those times when we can come closest to God and receive a better understanding of who He is. It's when we reach the limit of our abilities and our control over our circumstances that we need to become most dependent on the high power of God. It's through the knowledge of him that life offers some semblance of order in the chaos, and takes away our fear. To come closer to a more complete revelation of who he is, we must make a journey. Answers are learned through the process of life and will finally be completed when we take our place in heaven. We can't presume to follow Christ, to enjoy the blessings of eternal security without the pain of the cross. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. To have a more complete understanding of who Jesus is, we must move beyond knowing about him or being engaged with him, to know him personally as our friend and as our saviour and discover more about who he is. So how do we do this? We get to know him even more than we do now. We realise at the moment we think we've got all the answers to life's problems, it's then our journey ends and there's no need for faith. The answers are all to be found on life's journey as we travel with him. As this most holy of weeks begins, what's our reaction to Jesus? complete commitment uncertainty if that's the case then i urge you to join an alpha group or a christianity explored group to find the answers for yourself or perhaps we're like the cyclists ignoring the presence of the queen with complete indifference stainer in his crucifixion puts the words of jesus uh, in jesus mouth is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by. I often think about of those words when we look at the way he is celebrated today without reference to the truth of Jesus' death and resurrection. For us, authentic living means living in hope, and the hope and certainty of resurrection to new life through the death of Jesus and his glorious resurrection from the dead. May that be true for us this week and in the future. Amen. Thank you.